This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What is going on? Aunt Winter? We're off to a fantastic start today, guys. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 252 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. <laughs> it's Mary. We are definitely getting off to a great start. Yesterday, we gave you the drama that you wanted. We dished the hot goss. Now we're ready to get back to regularly scheduled programming with favorite main guest host, Introduce yourself, please, sir. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Dade Fod here, marketing man extraordinaire, patron state of white boy summer, <laughs> low key Mary Simp, high key Brett Stan. Ah, wow. perfect. Um, so you know what I think it was there? We were, <laughs> we were unusually quiet before the start of the show today, and I think it threw off my vibe. We were like the last minute. Like, but when we talk too much, you freak out, and you're like, guys, one minute. Yeah, well, yeah, so <laughs> I, was, I was very quiet, and then I, I was like, what was the episode number? I had to go double check, and I started doing too many things at once, and when you're like me and your brain just can't handle all that stuff at the same time, it overloads, and, and you have a speech impediment right as the show starts. <laughs> so we've got a bunch <laughs> of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the potential for DC animation to be moved over to Amazon Prime, as well as some new info uh, from James Gunn regarding the future of the connected DC universe. And we're also going to have uh, a little bit of fun. I'm going to have a little bit of fun pointing out the critiques that David Zaslav has had since he took over. He says, we have a lot more work to do than we thought. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about Alyssa Milano being one of the dumbest people on the face of the planet, uh, only <laughs> to be rivaled by Whoopi Goldberg. And believe it or not, when you're in Hollywood, you can get two extremely dumb people and get them in the same room at the same time and hilarity will ensue. Uh, they were talking about the merits of Twitter and whether we should be using Twitter or not with exactly the, you know, the room temperature IQ that you'd imagine. <laughs> um, if I have room temperature verbal skills, they have room temperature IQs and uh, maybe we can swap someday. We're also <laughs> going to talk about uh, the a star from the original Lord of the Rings uh, franchise talking about how he believes that the new Lord of the Rings series is basically a cash grab and also this separate article that's talking about look nobody's watching it it's out of the it's already off of everyone's mind it's off of nielsen we're going to do that we are going to talk about creepy disney adults and the fact the the lengths to which they will go in order to take a trip to Driz to disney world i have questions mary has uh we have some statistic it's statistics it's gonna be a we lot have of fun. some bullying <laughs> yeah. to do today <laughs> which they is all of our favorites exactly we got that and then we've got uh, something else on the outro with kanye west we're gonna get into all of it if you guys are ready we will just go ahead and get right into it mary are we ready we're ready dane are we ready i'm ready to be toxic see the thing is guys now i'm gonna be double checking my words the whole way through i'm gonna be uh, like slipping up and screwing up my words the whole time so it's gonna be a lot of fun it's okay i'll try to catch you. Thank you. All right. So this first article comes from Fandom Wire, and it says Warner Brothers Discovery in talks to strike massive deal with Amazon to release DC animated projects on Prime Video, despite having its own platform, that platform being HBO Max. 
the this first confused yep. me because people are frustrated now that Warner Brothers TV yeah. division is still controlling DC films and and movies and TV shows. They thought that it was going to be delegated all to the new leadership. It's also funny because we've talked at length that the great uh, appeal to streaming services when it first came is that all of them would be in one place. And now it's like, I kind of realized this. I finally broke down and got Peacock. No I, way. I broke down, but I got rid of, uh, I got rid of, Disney Plus. I refuse to have both Peacock and Disney Plus. <laughs> what did at you the get Peacock time. for? What is on there? Law and Order, Criminal Intent. That's it. Uh, and Fast. Law well, and no, because I wanted to watch Fast Four. You're five. officially a middle-aged wine mom. I, I wanted <laughs> to watch. No, I. I you they, will never recover from this. They had Warehouse Thirteen. They had Criminal Intent, and they had the Fast and the Furious movies. But they also had they had American Gangster, Casino, a bunch mm. of other actual movies what is that their I like. Bag? But the the point is that like. Y- you don't realize now how many streaming services they are. There are until you just like want to watch something. You're like, seriously, it's not on this one. You go look at the next one. It's not on this one. You go look on the next one. It's not on this That's one. That's why they all just need to be owned by <laughs> one big faceless conglomerate. Literally called faceless conglomerate. Dude, I had a weird moment um, over the weekend because my ex's um, whatever platform Survivor's on was logged in on my phone. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. And it was like, oh, your membership just ran out. I was like, that's weird. I, I didn't think it did. And I resubscribed, so I resubscribed her for it. <laughs> it's like, it's this like, is exactly verifying Hannah Claire's take that men are the one who subscribe to streaming services. And then they hers. donate to women. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in my current relationship, no, you're it's saying, the opposite. You're that, like, it was hers and you were, like, it's on her bank account? Yeah. Oh, you resubscribed it with her card? Okay, okay, never you, mind. You signed her up I, to pay more of something that she hadn't quite decided to well, do No, yet? wait. What happened was that her account was on my phone. Oh, okay. And, but since it was okay. on the phone, it, it got to my Apple Plus. So, so, so anyway. they're, they're talking about bringing Am, uh, Disney, uh, Disney, DC animated movies over to Amazon Prime. He references uh, um, David Zaslav talks about how streaming services, streaming services have essentially become like the dot com bust back in the day when you were farming for clicks. Now mm-hmm. they farm for subscriber counts, which is why they want to move back uh, to theater model and maybe outsourcing some of that material to other subscription services isn't a bad place. Yeah. To be honest, if DC did one thing well, out of all their realm uh, of media, the thing they do best is Disney animated movies, at least prior to 2017. I can't really... I watched the recent Green Lantern movie. It was bad. Like, if, from what I understand, the, the quality has gone down significantly in recent years. But if there was a, a genre in which they did well, it would have been the Disney animated... or the, the DC animated movies. So I can't see it as a bad thing that... DC, uh, Warner Brothers, and HBO Max has 94 million subscribers. Amazon Prime has 200 million subscribers. So if you put your material over there, it might entice people to come over to HBO Max if you don't put all of your content there. There's already an HBO Max subscription available when you're browsing through Amazon Prime. And uh, I'm not one of those people. Like when When I had Paramount Plus originally, I had it through... Amazon Prime, but you couldn't log in to Paramount Plus okay. on Paramount Plus's separate account. See, it's you all so convoluted. It. We we just need E Corp yeah. to take over. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep up anymore. Literally, make it. <laughs> Let like me Mr. be Robot. a well-behaved little consumer and and be a slave to the corporate world. They're just gonna clip this, and that's the commercial for it. <laughs> so this is what they say. Uh, uh, easy. So they say, uh, according to I believe his name is Channing Dun- Dungy or Dungy, but it's uh, d- uh yeah Channing Dungy. Warner Brothers, Discovery, and Amazon have been conversing about 
about a potential partnership between their animated shows and Amazon Prime Video to expand their viewership and specifically for their animated content. This, however, does not mean that the content would not be released on HBO Max. So it would be on both platforms. So it's basically like licensing it out. You can watch a lot of TV shows on multiple. Like you can watch the original NCIS on Netflix and on Paramount Plus, but you can only watch up through season 15 on okay. Netflix. So there's, uh, I think there's a, it seems like what Zaslav wants to do is he wants them to make money with their content. He talks a lot about it. He goes, look, we spent like however many billions of dollars on all this stuff. Nobody's watching it. Like, I don't know anyone. There might be someone in the chat. I don't know anyone who's watching uh, Pennyworth, the Alfred, the Butler, the Batman Butler show. I have not even heard yeah. of this like, before. I, I watched, I watched, Where is this? Is this on HBO Max? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. I watched one episode and it bored me out of my mind. And like, well, you, animation as a whole genre, not just in the DC live action, world. Though. Yeah, but I'm talking about like going forward, putting them on Amazon Prime. Like, I don't think that's going to work to get more viewership like Zaslav wants because animation as a genre is dying. Oh, I don't and know it's that. also a, a definitely a specific target for the people in the industry who want to amplify those the social messaging. Yeah, like it's well, that's particularly to... egregious in animated shows. Like anything on Cartoon Network. They've completely uprooted Cartoon Network from what yeah. it used to be and gutted it, and now it's ruined. What is it now? I mean, they've replaced all of the beloved shows with new stuff, like Steven Universe, for instance, that is completely, like, it's just, like, all gay. Yeah. It's sort of like it's well, sort of like the CW but like yeah, animation yeah. wise. Did you did you guys see the article about uh I don't know if you would have seen it but that the CW was losing $2 for every dollar it made. It was like a Oh my god. It was like a billion dollar like it's literally the definition of like when the critical drinker says the message. Like that's literally what it was. How They're do like, these companies run? Dude? Uh I mean funny funny bookkeeping. It's it's just move it to this column, move it to this column and uh accept the fact that your ideology matters more to you than actually making any money Math and they, they mask that as like i stand up for my morals yeah. and sacrifice profit for my morals Your but profit. it's actually <laughs> yeah it's it's actually ideology over profit having an ideology is not the same thing as having moral values well not just that it's like i feel so strongly about my beliefs i'm okay that you lose money yeah <laughs> like, like, like it's they're presumptuous, not losing money. but it seems to be working for them they're not losing money remember they talk about like uh the thing with ben affleck when he talks about like we want to incentivize filmmakers to make good movies by paying them more if the movie does better right not just give them a lump sum up front because what incentive do they have to actually make something that people want to watch if they're paid up front and they don't have to actually worry you know a lot of the shows they don't have uh deals that allow them to make more money based on how many times it's watched like in movie theaters like uh an actor can get a, a bonus depending on how much how well the movie does during its run in theaters i know the best example of that is scarlett johansson had like a, a 50 million dollar bonus based on however much she uh, black widow made in theaters and most of those movies do have that but there's no deal like that for streaming so a bunch of ideologically inclined writers have no desire to make something well and in the in the studios don't seem to care. They seem to be just fine with. I mean, Zaslav doesn't, which is why I love Zaslav. It's uh, he just doesn't seem to care about this kind of crap. He's doing a little bit better than Chapek did with far more of a mess. Do you used to opinion. watch Cartoon Network? No, I was not. I was not a cartoon. I I, I dated a girl who like loved uh, like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and and all these things, and I just I never cared. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I was into the biggest shows they had, like Adventure Time, regular show. No. Um, I also don't know. Flapjack, uh, Chowder. Those are my generation. The worst thing about Dragon Ball is that they would get to like a rising tension moment and then literally restart the series from episode one. And you'd be like, (laughs) no, Why? Uh, also, uh, um, James Gunn has pointed out that not only will the movies and the video, uh, the movies, the TV shows, and the animated stuff be connected, they're going to connect the video games with the cinematic universe as well. I still think this is the wrong idea. Well, it was interesting because when they asked about the video games, he said yes, and then when they asked about the animated movies. He said, yes, some. Well, they do a lot of Elseworlds stories in those, which means they're not technically canon. Like, way, uh, and then and another thing to that is like the way you would connect the movies like in the animated would be with the actors' voices and you'd have to pay a lot more to get Jason Momoa to play Aquaman than to get uh, a voice actor to play Aquaman. That's a super bad idea for the video game You side. could just use AI. Be- oh my God. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Every time... What I instantly remember is the video games based on th- of the Star Wars movies, the the prequels. I thought people loved Knights of the Old Republic or whatever. But yeah, but no, that's that's based on something else. That's not yeah. based on the movies. And uh, but the ones that were literally tied to the movies, they were awful. Well, they were like two tie- hours in length. Aren't most sixty dollars? Most tie-in games bad. Like for most, yeah, things like that. Most what tie-in games to movies and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Other that's- than GoldenEye. Yeah, for some yeah, Goldeneye is a classic. Technically, Goldeneye, I think Goldeneye came out like two years uh, after. It came out like either way before, way after. It came like two years after the movie. The game came out in '97, and the movie came out in '95. Hmm. So it was like they had the IP, they were doing it. Yeah, so uh, it's very interesting, and I do think that Zaslav. I love Zaslav. I do. I, I just love that he doesn't seem to care, and he's he seems very corporate, and he's not focused with Disney so heavily focused. On identity politics, Zaslav doesn't seem to talk that way, at least in public. He seems to keep it very corporate in his speech. Okay, I have a question. Then is, does this mean that James Gunn and Peter Safran have no control over the video games, animated movies, or animated TV shows that impact the storytelling of the DC universe that they are writing a so-called Bible for at this very moment? Character, well, character Bibles for each one. Uh, yeah, would, is the idea that, like, would the storylines in those games affect... Like, the, if it affects canon yeah. for the 10-year plan that they're writing... too ambitious. They don't have any control over yeah. what those animated movies change. Yep. Like, it's confusing for them and us. And then another question I wanted to ask you guys is what you think of, like, uh, Snyderverse fans boycotting right now. It's like... A group of like maybe a dozen people, yeah. <laughs> but um, they're like boycotting the upcoming ten-year plan yeah. because they have a feeling that it'll be disappointing. Like this, this ten-year plan is going to disappoint fans of the Snyderverse, and it's not going to continue upon that. He's overrated. Look, I, I, 
I don't agree with all, all the stuff that they talk about, but I have to have a lot of respect for people that are like that committed to like one vision. And I do respect <laughs> Snyder a lot for in a world of campy Marvel movies, not making stuff campy. In fact, going the opposite direction and making it almost overly serious. It's what I liked about it. It was in complete contrast. I watched um, Batman vs Superman, the ultimate edition the other day. But what I realized is like they could have fast forwarded all through uh Bruce's parents getting shot. They would have cut like nine minutes out of the movie because it's all in slow motion. I hate I hate that part of Snyder stuff that everything has to be in slow motion. But I have a lot of respect for fans that want to actually put their money where their mouth is. And, really? Because a lot of people are, are slamming them on Twitter. This this one person said, the entitlement you weirdos feel you have is hilarious. Warner Brothers doesn't care about you or your hissy fit. I mean, boycott. And then another person said, why should James Gunn be concerned with 0.001% of DC's fan base? All you guys are doing is proving you don't like DC. They're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I you think they're a bunch of whiny babies. Yeah. Um, Brett's like, on the other side I'm, of this. I'm on the, f- no, I'm, I'm on the fence about this one. Like I, I don't like, I can't hate on somebody for being actually passionate about what they want. It is weird to have it be such a narrow scope of a vision. Uh, I want to point out that Zaslav says that in 2019, they spent seven point, uh, no, I'm sorry, in 2019, yes, they spent $2.5 billion on content and made exactly that back. In 2021, they spent $7 billion on content and lost $4 billion uh, in revenue. So they lost, like, they only made, like, what, $2.5 or $3.5 billion. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Uh, and he, he reminds them that he talks about Tubi and Pluto and that when they combine HBO Max with Warner Brothers Discovery, there's every likelihood that there will be like uh, an ad version at the beginning. Uh, and I wonder if a lot of like the, the people that love Discovery, the, the ones who love House Hunters or whatever they put on, you know, those types of shows, the ones you put on yeah. in the background, they might be more amenable to ads than people that actually watch to watch. Because they're seriously. used to daytime cable yeah. television. Uh, and I feel like that's a good like, Put those shows on the ad free because remember Netflix didn't put all their shows on the ad free on the ad yeah. version of their stuff. You couldn't get House of Cards or a lot what of if their they other s- stuff. did they set it up so like you can have the first season of the show on the ad tier? But oh, I don't in know. In order to get the second and third, then you're, you're gonna, gonna have to move up, bump up your subscription. That no, would be smart, actually. I don't know if they did it that way. So it says plans are in place to combine HBO Max and Discovery into one entity with potential tiers, including a free entry level one. Consolidating consolidation being fundamental new releases probably won't be part of any package so you will have to pay more for new releases and they need to go back to theaters i think that what they've learned is they need to be back in theaters the the thing that i realized i mean i kind of realized this a long time ago but i couldn't really put into words when something gets dumped on streaming it just feels like a direct to dvd Mm -hmm. release even if you put even if you make batgirl and you spend 81 million dollars on it uh if you spend what was the most recent one that they that they released that was uh there have been plenty of hundred million dollar releases between Disney and and uh, HBO that have gone straight to streaming sure. and it doesn't have the same gravitas it doesn't people, carry the same weight people were bemoaning the uh, not the box office flop of Glass Onion but the lost potential that they only yeah. allowed it one week no, it could in have made theaters more. when as a sequel to something so successful it, it could have made more for sure maybe it would have been better as a spring release like as a, as a spring release on its own like, well in comparison to the thanksgiving release of knives out yeah. it didn't do as well but that's expected if it's the second iteration of it oh this also reminds me i wanted to point out that uh, i i made a, a headline the other day for one of our episodes where i talked about um strange world being the biggest flop like disney animated flop it's not 
Uh, Treasure Planet is the biggest animated flop that they've ever done. They spent 140. Really? They spent 140 million dollars oh, on it. Yeah, and it only like, what, did did audiences like it? The people it's, who it's did see rated. it. It's highly yeah, rated. Yeah, that's interesting because I was comparing yeah. it to like Cars two and three. Yeah. They have they have horrible Rotten Tomatoes scores. Yeah. Um, from audiences, yet they probably made more money than Strange World by far. When I think of flop, I don't just think of like the monetary value. Yeah. I think about the fact that nobody seemed to like it. I, I learned more about it, and I guess the whole point of the plot was that it was like saving the world from climate change. And then any kid who watches it is like puzzled by the end. Like, what I did I just what, yeah. watch? So uh, everything's for wine moms. It's insane. It is no yeah. like we are in a world designed for. So for all the women talking, or about, like tumblerinas, <laughs> I think wine moms more than anything. While wine moms who da- who who don't even know what a tumblerina is, but like <laughs> would wouldn't be wouldn't have a problem with them, right? It feels like, and that's that old adage that like basically you design everything for women because women even if they're married they run the money in the household. They're the one in charge of the finances. So you market to women, not to men. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, Treasure Planet, uh, $140 million budget, so that's not even including marketing. $12 million opening weekend, $38 million domestic. It only made $110 million total. Uh, and that was in 2002, I think. I don't even remember this. <laughs> so, it's No, it's memory hold. Everyone have I, you watched it? No, no. I was like, like everyone, like, I remember because it had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. That was the only thing I remembered about it was like mm. scrolling through his... IMDB at some point and being like, huh, I didn't know he made that. And now that. Strange World is yeah. going to be like, I didn't know Jake Gyllenhaal was in yeah, that. Yeah, basically. Uh, they're basically the same person. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? No, kind of. not. Jake Gyllenhaal is the same of, person as Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think of Joseph Gordon-Levitt as permanently a child. He never grows up to me. He always <laughs> looks like a kid. Like, no matter how old he gets. When he played uh, Snow- when he when he played Snowden, I was like, oh, yeah, Snowden, if he was 20, 21. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Like, he looks like a child to me. I liked him in that movie. Uh, Third Rock from the Sun. 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Or he, what was the one where, where he's like, he has cancer? And he's like, uh, he's like, no? 50, he's he like, is pretty young looking. Yeah, he is. Still. So uh, I, I think that, uh, I do think that Zaslav is keen business-wise. And I think it's a good idea to put out some of your best. Don't put the new DC animated stuff, for God's sakes, on Amazon Prime. Put Batman the Animated Series on on Amazon Prime and draw people in that way or Justice League Unlimited any of these animated series that you did that were part of this great amazing uh, time in animated movies for them there's a great meme from the Babylon Bee it says we like uh, society realizes that uh, uh, Batman the animated series was the height of civilization uh, honestly it, it kind of was I wonder why straight to DVD is such a pejorative uh, because it's it it, it instilled the idea that they didn't have any confidence in it. Like uh, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Nobody cared about it because it wasn't a good movie, though I think some people might argue with me on that. But like, Electric Boogaloo? Like, yeah, basically, Lion King 2, Electric Boogaloo. That it's just, if there's no faith behind the sequel, now that's a little bit different now. Sequels are far more prevalent now than they were as much back then because everything's designed now to be a franchise. Oh in God. fact, we appreciate it a lot more when a movie doesn't seem like it was made to be turned into a franchise where it just looks like mm-hmm. it was made to be a one-off. 
So we'll see. But uh, I see we just go to go to Super Chats. Yeah. Potatoes for Seamus sent this before the show even started. He said, Yesh and I are ready for our close-up, Mr. Dasovic. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but thank you. I don't either. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, can I get a montage of the nine times Brett promised not to download Peacock <laughs> with a finally Brett admitting his defeat, SMH. Look, I got Fast and the Furious 4 and 5 and 6. No, 6 might have gone to HBO Max. And uh, that was what I was talking about. You can't get all the Fast and the Furious movies on one streaming service. You have to go 1 through 5 are on Peacock. 6, 7, 8, and 9 are on HBO Max. It is a mad world we live in. Just so I can watch The Rock punch somebody through a safe. And Vin Diesel jump from car to car. Come on. This is why you need to sail the high seas. And got, uh, <laughs> RMAT. Um, I, I did, guys, I did watch. I, I refreshed myself watching four and five and six on the holiday weekend. Not for me, I swear. I did it so that when Hannah Claire is back next to talk about Fast. You can be a uh, formidable foe to her to, criticism. To tell her why she's wrong and why Fast and Furious 4 is actually Objectively. A really good movie. It's an objectively good movie. Caper2x said, Mary, well-behaved? I can't even comprehend it. Make mine marvel. What does well-behaved Mary look like? When all the streaming services... Did I promise that? I don't remember promising that. You said if all the streaming services were in one place, you would be a a well-behaved consumer. Oh, yeah. I mean, to someone worthy of my obedience, for sure. (laughs) Dash Fortune said, animation is dying. Mary, do yourself a favor and watch Chainsaw Man or anything produced by uh, MAPPA. You'll be impressed. All right. Uh, I'll look into it. I've heard good things about Chainsaw Man. Uh, I also, I, I want to ask you guys, uh, we still want to know more about what you guys would like from merch uh, ideas. Yeah. We, we've got certain, we've got the the mugs and everything up there. If you guys have anything that you can think of uh, relating to the show that you think would be good for merch, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Send but, it to the yeah. subreddit even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on. So, so we have um, low info, Alyssa Milano, low info, Whoopi Goldberg. Imagine Let, watching The View, by the way. Yes, yeah, so, seriously. So they, they just have the most deranged argument about whether or not they should exit Twitter because I, of Elon Musk's takeover. I love it, the code. Would it be against their principles to stay on the platform? Whoopi Goldberg says you should... Or she says you shouldn't be on it anymore. Alyssa Milano says you have to stand your ground. You can't you can't cede that territory to them. By the way, that so proves she that said, they see it that way. She said uh, we can't cede that territory. It's like a turf war now. That's how I look at it. And then Whoopi Goldberg replied, "Not that. That one you don't. There's other ones you can come and grab. Leave that to them." Because that's what that is meant to be now. It's not meant to be any better than what we're seeing. And then she said, like Milano replied, if we're not representing our side of the political discourse, aren't we just saying, you know what, you can have Twitter? <laughs> She's not wrong. They should stay on and argue their points. The point is, they, the problem is they don't have good points. No, well, they leave. openly admit that they spend days upon days t- with their therapists yeah. complaining <laughs> about what anonymous trolls say to them Dude. on this platform. They would all be better off. Where is the self-control? Away from it. Where is Put the your phone down. Yeah. I don't use Twitter for this exact purpose. It's called personal responsibility. But the problem is, I don't believe that I have anything of amazing insight to say, 
Alyssa Milano, for some reason, believes that she has great insight to offer humanity in the political discourse in this country, thus proving that she's not only dumb, but insane as well. Here's an extremely telling remark from Whoopi Goldberg. She said, some things you have to walk away from until you can get the control you need of it. I, I wrote that right down. Right now, like, wow. there's no way to get the control. I was like, and so finds the ones, find the ones that you can get and fix and come back and run that over. But do yourself a favor so she's literally saying the quiet part out loud which is that their side of the political aisle controls this entire social media platform and now they are infected with elon musk derangement syndrome he is the new trump he he is the new donald trump Alyssa milano i'm personally addressing you it is not any of your business how Elon Musk spends his money. On his private company. She, she is out here as an ambassador of UNICEF, by the way, saying that Elon Musk would have better spent his $44 billion Solving. donating it to UNICEF. To and then there would hunger. be, quote, no more hunger. The best part of that. Brain dead. The, take. the level of. The, wait, wait, wait. The, the best part of that is that. I think there was a point where he literally on Twitter said, okay, if anyone gives me a plan right. on how you would solve world, world hunger, sorry, with this amount of money, I'll donate it today yep. and crickets. But they're incapable of doing that. And just like this comment said, if Elon donated $40 billion to UNICEF, $40 billion would go missing, also, probably into the paychecks of a bunch of employees of unicef it would be you know it'd be under administrative costs like no more hunger yeah that's how that works this that's was, how ngos use their money for sure these were the platitudes of the 90s you know solve world hunger uh, or 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 pictures of orphans on a screen that you see at three in the morning and they tell you to donate do you know if the money actually makes it there no of you course don't not. this is why i always make the argument i was like look i would rather give my money to a homeless dude on the street knowing he's going to misuse it than give it to a bunch of rich nimbyists in Hollywood who are then going to spend it on some vacation in Hawaii where they can claim to be working up a plan to solve world hunger a la uh, Me Too movement when right. they had all their, their fancy trips. Uh, I also want to point when when I hear uh, solve world hunger, I really do think mentally a child. Uh, like you're mentally five years old, but I think to the memes yeah. that people would make about Jeff Bezos could literally be Batman, but like instead he spends his money on himself, and I'm just he like he could be this fake superhero yeah. that doesn't exist. They don't understand that uh, net worth is not the same as liquid <laughs> capital. Like they're, they're that course. dumb. But the yeah. thing is, Alyssa Milano's not that dumb. In fact, I'm being too charitable. They're just evil. She's that crazy. They're just evil. She is. Alyssa Milano is one of the worst of the worst Yes, oh, when yeah. it comes to that type of hypocrisy. We both know that picture she took of herself wearing a crocheted mask with a bunch of holes in it and her crazed fluoride stare peeking out from above it. Like she and she also had this crazed look in her eye throughout this entire appearance on The View, by the way. I'm kind of worried for her, honestly. Another reason that she gave for opposing Elon and subsequently giving up her Tesla car is <laughs> she said, speaking of hashtag me too, when Elon was accused of sexual misconduct, 
and paid out $250,000 to this person, I decided like I can't live in that hypocrisy of driving that car when that happened. But also I'm kind of like, I'm so annoyed with all of these billionaires with the exception of a few. Yeah, she likes a but couple especially of them. with Elon Musk. You buy Twitter to destroy it for $40 billion. Elon Musk, imagine if he donated that money to UNICEF. He would change the world. There would be no hunger. In the <laughs> UNICEF office. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, 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 uh, like, she gave up her Tesla. I don't know what that means exactly. She could have sold it and donated that money to UNICEF, but she didn't because she has no principles. And then she replaced it with a Volkswagen, which everyone pointed out is a German brand started by Nazis. And th- you could say the same thing about Mercedes. Ultimately, the point is, you have no principles. You're not consistent. And... This is just derangement over someone being more powerful than you. Also, I think a, a fair point is that he didn't just take $40 billion of his own money. He brought investors in to do right. this. This is yeah. still a private company, but it's not like he didn't reach. Like I'm picturing them like looking at they're picturing Elon Musk reaching into his back pocket, taking out his wallet and giving them a credit card <laughs> and being like, please put $40 billion onto this car. Oh, sorry. No, put 20 billion onto the Amex, <laughs> put 20 billion onto the, onto the master card. He's like counting his yeah. change yeah. in his pocket because, because they're dumb. Okay. No, they're not dumb. They're just evil. These people have millions of dollars. They understand how money works. Uh, I don't know if they do. They just seem so brain dead. Uh, but they're good at their actors. They're it's just, like if you knocked on Alyssa Milano's skull, you would hear an echo. We need to like we need to draw a line in the sand as to when we think they're when, when we think they're being uh, when they're just stupid or when they're evil. And a lot of the times we decide that these people are evil. I think stupid. they're evil. I think they're evil. I think I, I think they're evil, but I think this is being stupid. By the way, I, I'm officially declaring it as my powers of patriotism, white boy summer. There is nothing more cringe than declaring you're leaving a social media. Oh yeah, they, and they spent like a week. Like I said, it's like a, it, it's it's basically they did it like they were signing yearbooks. They're like, oh my god, I'll see you over on Mastodon. Oh Hags. my god, uh, and, and, of course, <laughs> and then they all they have their copium by they they come back and they're like, I'm staying on the platform so that somebody else doesn't get my username or something. They come up with an excuse. Like no, you don't even have to delete your account. They're addicts. They're addicted to Twitter. They're addicted to the dopamine hit when they post their stupid uh, infographic of something to do with climate change so they can get the arf, 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 arf clapping did, from everyone. Did you see Jim Carrey left Twitter? Yeah, oh, yeah. Him and uh, Moby. Um, so <laughs> Moby. I can no longer listen to uh, First Cool Hive and not think about how he left Twitter. I, I am just oh, hoping, no, Moby. I am hoping and praying that Stephen King joins, that Rob Reiner joins, who else? Mark Ruffalo. They, they won't. They're, they're, I think they're, they won't. They're going. They're the ones that come up with the excuses because they're addicted to Twitter. These people are all addicted to Twitter. Uh, the other funny one about Jim Carrey is like because he's always been kind of like a he he's played a weird cartoon. He, it's like I'm leaving. Here's a cartoon. He played. Uh, he played coy. Like he played cool when they were releasing Sonic. He was very uh, diplomatic in his uh, points about like, oh, we need to hear other people out. But everyone knows that he makes art that's super anti-conservative. But the point is, is that it shouldn't be about being conservative or liberal. You should just be on Twitter to have your opinions challenged. If if you so feel, if you feel the need to have your opinions heard constantly, you at the very least have to be willing to be pushed back on. Right? If I don't want to listen to a bunch of absolutely bonkers people. 
people. I don't have to by not using the platform, but you choose to. You think what you have to say is important. You have to be pushed back upon. But she even says it. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg says it. She calls it a hellscape. Not uh, They think any platform not censoring people they disagree with is hellish and also, evil. Also, the funny thing is Twitter works by showing you what you follow. Yeah. Maybe unfollow things you don't like. Yeah. Maybe use the mute function, you know, maybe. Or, or steal yourself against that and just understand that some people see the world differently than you. you. Some people have to do that. They have to like, look, I don't agree with this person, but it's better to know what they have to say than to get it secondhand. It's not really about the intellectual debate for them. It's what they call the anonymous trolls making jokes at their expense that they can't handle. Which is them othering people. Like, to them, anyone that's not uh, in line with them is a, is a troll. They're bots yeah. or trolls, so they're not human, and they don't have valid opinions because they don't have a blue check. Bots are the new trolls, yes. Now, Elon Musk has come to undermine that. I think the only way, the only outcome for this that I'll be happy with is if Alyssa Milano has a surrogate child with Elon Musk. <sighs> What do you guys Let's think? Let's go. What I, the- I think that could be like a superhuman. This may be the only way. Then I, they, they need I to can't. give it a cool name. Then Elon, Elon's like, yeah, but you don't get to name it because I give all my kids symbol names. So. It, it would be perfect. This would, would unite both sides. What would they call it? It. <laughs> like than. it's some kind of subhuman creature. Yes. What would they call it? Um, Equal- what would they call the child? Equals. Equals sign? Equals. Yeah, equals. Maybe uh, asterisks like that, <laughs> like that baby in the office, Jan's baby. <laughs> Let's, so I, I don't disagree with her about saying we need to be representing our side of the political discourse. It's just they don't have the ability to do that because they can't stand up under scrutiny because anytime they get pushed back on, they get angry and, and retreat into their echo chamber. And I think they're realizing now just how much of an echo. Well, no, I think they always knew it. That how, just how much of an echo chamber Twitter was. Well, there Whoopi Goldberg is yeah. openly admitting that yeah. they have have control of it and that they have to go off to other platforms to seize control of them that's what it's about for them it's just all power it's a power play the thing that justin trudeau posted the other day is like china we're fighting with you against lockdowns we're on your side and then somebody put like defiant else posted the one from like 10 months ago that says like people supporting the truckers here in canada are evil Basically, they don't care about being intellectually or philosophically consistent. They care about winning, which is honestly why, in my opinion, they do. Trudeau may as well be on The View. Like, that's the kind of intellectual, you know, level he's at. But I'm saying they they all kind of have that same... the, The reason they win why Hollywood wins, why these people win is because they don't have morals. They don't have any type of desire to be intellectually consistent. They just want power. And they get it because they're unscrupulous. Pretty much. All right. We got a couple super chats. Um, Bad app said, now that Lids has an OF, do you think she'll model my clothes? Also, on my way to Disney World right now. Are you really? Are you really? Well, we're going to talk I, about that. I kind of believe it. Hope you spend your life savings. <laughs> Darth Doza said, haven't been able to catch live, but that will change when I adjust careers soon. Brett, thank you so much for doing the show. Be well, good sir. 
we all do the show. We were having so much fun talking to you guys, and that is the the best part of the job. Is kind of like I get I still get nervous like before the show, but like we actually have like really like the people that watch are like awesome. So it's also like uh, I have to like remind myself that it's not something to necessarily be nervous about, other than when you stutter at the very beginning of a show and you screw up the intro. But we are very blessed to have you guys here and watching with us. I think what he means by adjust careers is like something that you can like a job you can do while you're listening. That's I mean that's kind of why this show means so much to me is like that was like what I did like when I was my last job I was basically like working at, I was like managing an apartment complex so I spent a lot of time like alone mm-hmm. paperwork uh, walking the building and everything like that and I spent a lot of that time listening to podcasts and YouTubers that talked a lot about stuff in the same sphere right so that's where a lot of the the format for me when it started came from was just I like those topics and we've kind of melded that now with like I would have never covered fashion if Mary <laughs> if Mary hadn't been so eager and then we found I found weirdly how fashion kind of intersects Mm -hmm. so much with it I mean especially with Kanye West and stuff like that but there's a lot of overlap in that realm so it's kind of evolved into this new thing that we've built by the way I (laughs) I was at a gas station last night like pretty late and someone stopped me and they were like hey I watched Pop Culture Crisis. That's awesome. I recognize you. I was just listening. That's awesome. I was like, what the heck? Um, thanks. But I also feel kind of caught off guard because you- I'm at a gas station in the middle of the night. You're like, you just spray him with gas and light him on fire? Like, ah, go away. What if I like reacted by pulling out my pepper spray? That's what I was like, ah! Did you, did you get the... like, that, that'd be a funny bit. But no, I, I really appreciated it. It just like caught me off guard because it. I, that has only happened to me a few times. What if he's like, I'm bad at? Then you, <laughs> then you get the pepper spray. <laughs> you should get the you should get PCC pepper spray. Have either of you gotten that? Like from like Dane, you from appearing in the I told I told you one like, time in a, in a supermarket, and then you were like, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> what, like, what what happened though? I, they kind of pointed at me like, aren't you? But they didn't say anything. No, he just like kept staring at me and pointing at me. So it was either that or he wanted to beat me. Ambiguous. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit scary. Bad app said, I want to do a line with Adam called Krigler Coats. <laughs> um, Topical. You should, you, should, you should do that. Alaskan jackets. You should do that. Johnny Derp said, trolling is good for the economy. Warms my heart to think of the Hollywood types who have spent money on therapy because of a remark I've made. Absolutely. But that's, that's the power. <laughs> that's the power they allow that snarky. they allow you to have over them, right? You know what I do? I just don't read the comments. Like even like I get some sometimes that like, like people like point like Brett's glasses are crooked. I'm like, yeah, well, my glasses are broken. Why would I let that bother me? I don't know, but it definitely spends 10 minutes in my brain thinking like, yeah, well, my glasses are but, crooked. But if you were on Twitter, all three of us could gang up on people. That, I don't want to gang up on anybody. Why not? I want to, I, I want to make fun of Alyssa Milano because Alyssa Milano sucks. Well, let's but, do but it that's then. That's why the show exists. But that, and here's the thing. I want to do it verbally. I want to do it here. Yeah. I don't want to. Uh, when I get to comments, like when I leave, leave like long comments for people, even if it's like a meaningful one, I'm like, are they really going to care? Like, do they actually want to read what I have to say? And then I usually kind of just choose not to leave the comment because I don't find it substantial. Like, I, I don't mm. feel like it matters. Like, I don't understand comment sections. It doesn't. Yeah. But it's just. But me. I mean, you're coming from a genuine place. And when I hear, like, celebrities don't seem to understand that even if they do read the comments and the comments do bother them, of course you shouldn't admit that on live yeah. TV. It's yeah. only going to make the problem worse. Do you know what happens to me all the time? For some reason, like people like getting to screaming wars with me on Twitter, and I insult them, 
and we go on back and forth and by the end of it they're like dude you rule <laughs> like <laughs> you bring them over to your side it happens so often well also that that's a pretty common thing like if you if somebody responds to you negatively and you show them like a little bit of courtesy they're like oh man i i don't know why i was talking to you like that <laughs> it's like are, are they just slow like i don't get that like is that just your combative personality but nobody would do that in the real world like i don't just meet somebody and like you dude <laughs> I, didn't say it. I didn't say it i, I caught myself but it's like i don't say that and then somebody says well it's nice to meet you Oh, oh well, it's nice to meet you too. That's not a thing in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Not outside of the mental, a uh, mental. <laughs> I think it's a very Gen Z thing. I think Gen Z people are particularly hostile on socials, and then they're super meek in person. But when oh, I think yeah. of those people, I think of like Gen Xers just being dicks online. Like that's I think of my brother. Like I picture my brother doing that online. Like my, it's all ages. Like my my brother sends me nothing but rude stuff. That's that's how me and my brother communicate. Like it's like, hey, by the way, f you. With Gen Z, it's like they're not socialized properly, so they only get yeah. into confrontations digitally, and then in person, they're like hunched Kid, over. Yeah. Imagine like, the mask babies. Oh, oh no, the way, they're guys, hopeless. That was the other thing about this interview. You have to. I, I recommend you go watch this thing with Whoopi Goldberg and Alyssa Milano just to see the mindless drones clapping, wearing masks, or or still. Or. It's bonkers, Clapping dude. like seals. Dude, imagine how the mask babies are going to interact when they're 18 and they have a Twitter account. They're just going to be fully in the metaverse at that point. I think it's only going to be like scared gifts. Like, I still do believe that like emoticons and emojis were created by the CIA because have you a whole guys generation seen, of kids that can't read I love facial them. expressions. Have you guys seen when like people kind of reenact gifts that they've seen? No way. In real life? I like, like in real make, conversation? I it makes me so uncomfortable to see cringe. that. I like the ones Ugh. that when they make like art, like when they turn gifts into real life objects. Like, have you seen that where they like they make stickers out of gifts and it, like, I'll, I'll send it to you later. I have oh, no idea. Wait, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll send it to you later. Okay. Not Alan Rogers said the chat demands it. Marion a balaclava shirt. What, what is that? The Why? Uh, it's like a mask that you wear over your face, but like not, not a medical mask. It's like a. It's like scarf. for winter. It's Who like, wants that? Or something. I don't know why. This guy just make that shirt yourself. Why don't we just have Marion a hijab mask? Well, that's come. what they really mean. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> They're just like cover her up. <laughs> I'm guessing you're not going to read Regatan. Um, oh well, he said that I have quite the mouth on the members only segment of IRL because I cursed. A oh lot. well, you know, uh, but Mary. But I'm trying really, to be better. She's uh, it's it's not very feminine. I, of you. I'm surprisingly oh. disciplined about it when we're live here, yeah. and then the rest of the time I'm like a sailor, and it needs to stop. Uh, it's not very feminine. I need like a shock bracelet. We'll get you something. one. Maybe that's what I'll get you for Christmas. Potatoes for Seamus said, we love you, Brett Dane, and of course, Mary. And then a lot of potato emojis. He, by the way, he sends those same that same emoji when he sends me messages on Instagram. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uniform. Bad App said, uh, bring on Miracle Sam as a guest. She was cool. She's got a, she's a, she's got another job now. She's I, a, I doubt she would say yes, yeah. to be honest. Mm -hmm. Darth Doza said, to you, Mary, your brain is beautiful. He must have x-ray wow. vision. Wow. Okay. He must, he, must have, he must have x ray vision to be able to you see. You do have brain. a hot brain. It's, it's very, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of worried now. Like, how did you see it? <laughs> don't, don't let your brain go down the alley like that. Well, it's all the x rays. Beautiful brain. <laughs> One more, and then we will move on to. Okay. Regatan said, no more Elden Ring. Dane, play Disco Elysium. Don't tell me what Elysium? to do. Elysium? <laughs> Dane says, Dane says, you can't tell me what to That's do. That's a no, I presume? Okay. I don't know what it is. 
Alright guys, we're moving on. We're going to talk about Lord of the Rings and the absolute disaster that is still going on in the copium that is going on through the industry. It says the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, completely falls off the Nielsen charts just two weeks after the season finale. Now the reason that I wanted to cover this was also because the actor from the original Lord of the Rings trilogy says that it was a money-making opportunity, but there's more. So first we'll start with this. So uh, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power completely fell off Nielsen's top 10 charts just two weeks after the show's final premiere or finale premiere. The, the show raked in 1.137 billion minutes and placed second in Nielsen's overall list behind The Watcher. They're talking about the original release of it here. So we're up here and then we go down here and it says the series would completely fall fall off the charts a week after its season finale. Now, my question here is this. I still see articles. I'm going to point to this one specifically, and this is what I find the most interesting. This says, uh, oh, let me find it here. Uh, Wait, about the actor? No, no this, so this is from Star Trek. I found this right before we went live. Oh, okay. This says, everyone says how bad Rings of Power is, but numbers paint a different story. Now, notice we used Bounding into Comics, which is, the uh, I guess you would call, very, very critical of the mainstream narrative. I mean, it's everything. critical in that they report the facts, which yeah. will be washed yeah. and, and scrubbed clean by Amazon executives just like Salki. But I'm going to but I'm going to go through this what I want to point out here is like you read the headline with the headline that I just read and then I read through this article and it's literally nothing. It says The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power has a pretty underwhelming reception for a show with such an amount of hype behind it. Just look at the review sites which allow user reviews. The average user review on Rotten Tomatoes is still only 39%. On IMDb the show got yes. less than te- a less than terrible 6.9 out of 10 which is only still mediocre uh, that said there is no question that the rings of power is a highly viewed show with few equals in terms of audience where is that evidence I ask you we've covered the questions of viewership recently a large number of people who have liked it so why the poor review scores we're not going to take into account the allegations of re- review bombing by people who did not watch the series you cannot prove that that is just your assumption Dude, I have you scumbag s- I have so many Lord of the- friends that like Lord of the Rings so, some of them like The Hobbit, and I have not heard a single one say a positive thing about the show. So they talk here about the the Rings of Power and, and, and basically how th- this is their streaming duel a bit between Rings of Power and, uh, and uh, House of the Dragon. The problem is House of the Dragon grew, Lord of the Rings leveled off and fell, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The budget was quadruple for Rings of Power, and the numbers infinitely fell and all of these articles are smoke screens for what's actually going on which is that nobody cares yeah even if they hadn't had competitors like yeah. house of the dragon or like Dahmer, i still don't think that yeah. they would have performed excellently and also i feel like this shows netflix's strategy of promoting binge watching by just releasing an entire season at once is working out for them well that was fat like that was the most fascinating thing about Dahmer Dahmer kept the attention long after the show had premiered like we yeah. were still talking about it several weeks later one of the reasons Disney releases things week by week is because it keeps it in the news cycle for a month or two but Netflix also does like a hybrid version and I only know some of them do yeah yeah where they release like eight episodes and then one one week and one the oh, other week okay um, so it says an alleged former senior executive at Amazon was talking about this is where they talk about the show will succeed because the show has to succeed. Uh, what, so the question is, season two, how are they going to rebuild the hype? There's no way to go back and do this a second time. You cannot recapture that promotion the second time unless you It's going to com- be in like 2024. Yeah. Uh, after that, it'll be 2025 by the time it's done. That's insane. Um, like, where was the thought process of putting the money up front for this and then not scheduling filming to be 
begun before season one is even out. Yep. I think the only way they can save this show is like Peter Jackson is going to work on it. And but they already have shut out Peter Jackson. I don't think that he... They, they've ruined... They've poisoned the well. There's bad blood now because they shut him out of negotiation and discussion. He wanted to give them advice. Yeah. He wanted what? to help them write the plot. And... They ended communication with him instantly as soon as they hired those two showrunners. You know what unpoisons the well? Money. Copious amounts of it. <laughs> but they already have spent copious amounts of money and it doesn't work. Mo money. There's so, no more where that came from. I think they're better off doing a full reboot. I, I think they what they do Damn. is they turn each one of them into individual seasons. Like into... Galadriel co- season? No, completely different. Yeah, or completely <laughs> different stories every season. So next season, I That's mean, cool. I, let's save Galadriel till season five, right? Let's give her time to learn how to like make other facial expressions. It was expressions. definitely too crowded <laughs> that they... Yeah. They tried to fit 10 different subplots in one episode and I say, no one's invested in any of them. Do Durin and Disa. Like if you want to, like I, I, I'm i the one who liked those characters, even though they were the mm-hmm. diverse characters that everyone was thinking that they were going to complain about. I don't think they were the worst part of that show. Do Durin and Disa. They were better than, uh, what's her name? The one that I thought was hot, but she wasn't. Uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn. Hey, well, yeah, but I love the actress. I'm not saying she did a great job in the role. If you need to hook people in with the name Galadriel. Yeah. So Start the show with her, fine, but they were definitely crowding those episodes too much. Or like, do Harfoot, uh, what's her name? Uh, Poppy and. Poppy and. Uh, what was her name? Nori. Yeah, so Nori, Poppy, and uh, and uh, early version of. <laughs> of Gandalf and do that next season and then which come is back. such a cheap yeah, trick right and, and then do and then do Durin and Disa what a big reveal do Durin and Disa in season three and then do uh Galadriel Guy Ladriel sorry Guy Ladriel <laughs> in season four or five and build from there like and then or maybe in four and then make all of season five about you know yeah. want to be Sauron who is Sauron like, I think that's a good idea generally about Jeffree Star Sauron yeah basically <laughs> so like they like it is it's too crowded and I think that if uh it's not a reboot but a vast like shift in format might be what they need to kind of take the attention off what they were doing before and put it back on. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What they need to, which is the story. Albeit, I don't know if that means they'll actually write a good story. We'll see in the next presidential administration yeah. whether that happens. But they might not be able to write a better story, but certainly with less to do they would have a more condensed space and not have as much to cover, which might make it easier for them to write better material. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's something to do there. And you can hold those actors. I mean, like, you could still keep those other actors on. They're not going to say no to doing those shows a couple years later. If they've already signed on to do yeah. five seasons, I'd be like, okay, we're going to keep you on, but you're they not going to be working. They their lives away. You can, you can work intermittently on other stuff, and then we will be back working on it in season three with you, season four with you. I think there's a lot of ways you could do that. You also need to like make better rings because the rings look really stupid. The rings looked like high school class cost, rings. Cost, costume jewelry. Anyway, let's get into Bernard Hill's yeah. comments. He played King Theoden in the Peter Jackson trilogy I don't recall how significant he was. Do you? 
Mm-mm. Okay. Well, he was asked if he had watched the series Rings of Power, and he said, no, not interested. He continued, it's a money-making venture, and I'm not interested in watching that or being in it. Good luck to them and all that stuff, but it's not like the real thing. Do you think wow. that, I mean, I feel like that's kind of like, like kind of shade. Like, it's Huge. not like, well, it's okay, more than it's, shade. It's He's just outright like, look, trashing them. The first, just because the original movies were really, really, really good does not mean that they weren't money-making ventures. They're still money-making ventures. It's just that it puts story first ahead of money. And it was, there was a lot more care and a lot more thought yeah, and a lot more love put lacks, into the work. It, what he's saying lacks nuance. Like, of course, yeah. it would be a money-making venture, but there are ways that you can do that in a way that's entertaining. This is a soulless money-making venture. I think the show needs yeah. star power more than anything. Yeah, it's what they need. Blanchett, Why is it that you would want Rings of Power to be the biggest thing on your portfolio in, in the position of any of these actors or actresses? Yeah, it's seriously. embarrassing. So when they asked if it would have been better left alone, he said completely, yes, I think they were pushing it when they made The Hobbit. The Hobbit's a tiny book. They did it well. They did it really well. They expanded it. But I think you can only stretch a piece of elastic so far. I think they managed it in The Hobbit because there were some really good things in The Hobbit without a doubt. Really good things, including the star power that they casted for The Hobbit and theatrical releases. And even then, it's not like those are looked on with even a quarter of the love that the original trilogy is is looked on with. And it also should have been more kid-oriented since The Hobbit was a children's book and The Lord of the Rings was not for children only. So I also think it's funny because he does say that, but then when he talks about it, I I wonder if, like, for the new ones, will in 20 years, will will the actors from this series be like, yeah, when they're making like Rings of Power 2 Electric Boogaloo will we will we have like new uh, these young actors be like oh my gosh what a money making scam two billion dollars right ours only cost a billion are you kidding because by then inflation will be so high and we'll all be we'll all be living in huts eating the bugs and we will have like we'll have like one government issued TV that we can only watch Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power and it's bolted down yeah, you're not allowed to you're not allowed <laughs> your to lazy chair is also <laughs> bolted down so it's like it's all kind of relative like, like to these actors will that be what they say like will they like I, I wonder if they will literally be able to trick themselves into believing that what they made was high art in as like for 10 the years? actors and actresses that came from the original trilogy films I think that it's a similar age divide that we were pointing out with Harry Potter stars yeah. so the older ones are willing to point out at this stage in their career that Rings of Power is a soulless money grab yep. and the younger ones are not willing to go there because it's bad for PR. Mm. Like I saw them out here participating in that marketing for Rings of Power that was openly shitting on fans. Yeah. The the people who aren't even even involved in Rings of Power but were just asked to comment on it because I wait, I forget which exact actors they were. For which one? From from the original trilogy, yeah. they were they were participating in basically this hate campaign against the fan base. Oh. Um, because they were asked for comment. Yeah. I love how we went from the customer's always right to the customer's a bigot and we hate you. But now, the, Bernard is 77 years old. He's at a stage in his career now where he's willing to just say what he really thinks. Yeah. And it's lower stakes for him. Well, so it's more honest. I, I, I always appreciate... I, I don't know that, though. Like, I, I, this is, like, slightly off topic, but I do think that the kids today have just been raised different. I don't think that most of the kids that... Like, when, when uh, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe and them say that stuff, I believe that they believe it. 
Like I, I do. They're sure. young. They've been through the ringer as far as their Hollywood indoctrination. I believe that they believe it. And I think that the older actors have enough perspective to not necessarily fall into that trap. But their willingness to participate in the machine is because of that generational divide, I think. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's but you have more to think about, right? But even then, Daniel, it's not like Daniel Radcliffe needs to keep working. He just believes it because he believes it. They have mo- they've made their money. They don't need to keep working if they didn't if they didn't want to. But it's very hard to stand on your principles. They probably get royalties. Well, like, probably they get a lot of they, their um, their checks are vast. Remember when Ian the was Harry ta- Potter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember when Ian was talking about how he still like he got checks for a commercial he did for like a year. But the Lord of the Rings trilogy actors, I don't think they get royalties from Rings of Power because they went through no. TV all show. of the. Yeah, because they're a TV show and they have to exclude so much intellectual property yeah. from what they can. Well, also, where would the use? royalties come from? How would they like? They've talked about that a lot. Yeah. There's no way to calculate now based on views because those numbers are kept in house and they're not publicly traded information. How about they just switch out Galadriel for Kate Blanchett again and just de-age her? They could do well. They could do that. I mean, Amazon <laughs> now that Kate Blanchett the... is yeah you know, some kind of anti woke well, darling. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> no, but, I don't. Uh, like uh, they could do that. It's I just don't want Morphid Clark. Please not Morphid Clark. Please. At least no horse riding. I mean, riding. there's nothing no objectively wrong with her. It really was the script that yeah. ruined it. Well, no, I, I don't think she knows how to make facial expressions. I, I, well, they probably told her to do the stereotypical female lead thing where you act stoic all the time yeah. and say tough things. And it's like Emily Blunt pointed out. Yeah. You just have to play this caricature instead of a real person. The other thing that they point out in the in the first article is that, look, the, the fact that no numbers kept coming in afterwards is that Dahmer made, uh, stayed in the charts long after it premiered, even though all the episodes premiered at once. That means nobody waited for all episodes of Rings of Power to come out and then binge it. You know why? Because nobody cares. It's because the memes were fire. <laughs> it's, it, I'm not kidding. It was that because the Dahmer memes were fire and... There's a, a meme template of Dahmer's like I told you we're gonna do this and then you can blah, like that yeah. meme template's hot. What memes came from? Rings there was of also power. a lot no. of skits. What were the Rings of, of Power memes that weren't making fun not of the show? One. There was there's a lot of like really like neutral to to positive meme, like not positive like like skits, but there was like a skit of like this guy who would just like, uh, he's like, I'm visiting my girlfriend. He's just like lurking in the basement of a, and he's dressed. He's got the Dahmer glasses. Like he had like a whole series of videos of him being like Jeffrey Dahmer. And those were played for laughs, but they're not negative of the show, but it's draws attention to the show. Similar to the way there was a lot of TikTok up, uh, uptick on TikTok uh, When Spider-Man no way home came out, they made, they got a lot of free press from people doing their own individual TikTok in marketing for the show for free through social media. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, they unfortunately have to take that into account now. How are we going to cross platforms to promote these shows? And Rings How of are Power, we going to write this script so that it can be yeah. used as a soundbite in a TikTok? Rings of Power doesn't really, I mean, anything from Tolkien doesn't really lend itself no. to that because people don't have money to rent a horse to do a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> to awkwardly uh, yeah, smile. To, to awkwardly smile. But it also, it's like, yeah, it's going to affect writing in the future. I do kind of remember when Fast and Furious 9 came out and there was the really forced ad campaign where they were talking about like family and like every meme involved family and Vin Diesel it's like it was Vin Diesel fighting Harry Potter and says uh, I'm defeating Harry Potter with family and it was the most corporate meme I've ever seen in my entire life Uh, and that's what it is now there's nothing worse than corporate memetics like somebody somebody sent the other day the it's like a 
the the famous meme of the little girl cringing in the car seats or whatever and uh and says you haven't gotten boosted and it was from pfizer and i was just like oh my freaking god what is it it's because they don't get the soul of the joke well it it will also like like memes should be anti-corporate if anything they they should it should be ruggedly individualistic in Uh, birth control time no but um yeah the why did the wendy's account get it so well the, say, the thing is, I, I think for memetics to be is like... Uh, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Like, But maybe the company can only be like a certain size. Like, it was well, because only because it was they her. were the first yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's because like, it, because now every single fast food is like, eat it, you stupid idiot. Like, now every company is like a sassy lassie. It doesn't work. It's not genuine. I, I mean, eat your Astro World burger, <laughs> you stupid worm. <laughs> basically. Uh, or I remember when Steakums would get into fights with Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter. Um, that was a big thing. Like they would fight back and there forth. There are exceptions. I mean, there's Radio Shack. Yeah, but, that, <laughs> but that's not Radio Shack anymore. That's a guy who bought Radio right. Shack the name. Though that is really funny. <laughs> I wonder if he's still going on. So I mean, is this something that they have to now consider? Like, uh, like you have to be in a middle ground. Like we can't do fantasy shows that aren't Lord of the Rings because how are we going to turn fantasy shows about um, swords and sorcery into TikToks? That's just the downfall of culture and the downfall of media, but they've all integrated together. So everything's kind of combined. It's kind of awful. Actually. I think if they had written a good script for rings of power, even if they didn't consider the, the TikTok potential, yeah. it still could have been adapted, but because it was so soulless and just not human, yeah. there was no way it could have been done. And that's why you can't make a meme out of it because there, it doesn't have a soul. Yeah. So because a meme essentially is the soul of the situation, the soul of the moment, the soul, like what, like what are you emphasizing? So like, cause like the little girl smirking as the building's burning is that whole, like, listen, I don't care. But like, so like, what are you going to get with rings of power and where you get it from a show where admittedly the people hate the source material, hate the writer, hate the fans is like, well, mm-hmm. sorry, you can't. It's very hard these days. Maybe it's just the saturation of media, but like all the stuff that I, I find great rewatch potential in is old, except, I mean, there have been exceptions. I thought, I thought Reacher was fantastic. I watched Reacher through two or three times two two times, like right away. And then a third time just for fun. Cause I thought it was really, really good. I thought that, Terminalist was really good, but I'm not going to rewatch it. I, I didn't think it had great rewatch potential, even though I do think there's, I, I mean, it does mean that I'll be excited to watch the third season. I'm watching the peripheral right now. I'm watching each episode as it comes out, but I would never rewatch it. So even the stuff that's good isn't necessarily something that you want to rewatch, right? So that's like, that's a whole nother level you have to hit. Like, imagine that, like your Lord of the Rings, you can't just be good. You have to make something that like rings power. It can't just be good. It has to be something that people want to go back and rewatch through. How do these movies end up making a billion dollars? They don't make it by every single person going to see it being a different person. People go back and watch movies a second time. There's actually like a big gap there between serviceable, like bad, okay, serviceably good, good, and then available for rewatch. Like, I feel that, like, that's the bar, the absolute bar you want to hit, and almost nobody hits that these days. I can't even remember the last movie I rewatched. Yep. So, all right, Mary, let's go to Super Chats. Waffle Sensei said, Elon buying Twitter did change the world for the better. I don't think people have even realized how powerful it is yet. Uh, I mean, like, how many people, what is the actual subscriber number on Twitter? Like, do we know that? It's such a small sample of the population. But what I think is disproportionate is like, it is such a sm- small sample of the population, but such a large sample of what we use for media and news now. 
Like and, so, and tracking yeah. the movements of the collective consciousness as well. So much of our society bases its, like, of our news cycle is based like, on what people are on Twitter. Are saying, ask but that's any not, of your normie friends if they have a Twitter account. They do not. They don't. They don't. <laughs> I, maybe a lot of people have moved to Twitter in droves making new accounts because of this news. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. Yep. Joe Schmo 32 Electric Boogaloo we said, you, I didn't see Glass Onion because it's going to be... St- going to streaming so soon it's good man uh you're gonna love yeah. it like I, well, I, I that's kind of me putting words in well. i think you're gonna love it i i ha- really really enjoyed that good. movie um yeah. also it, like it is the proof that you can do social commentary in a movie and not have it be annoying and overbearing just keep ryan johnson away from star wars and he should be fine <laughs> wesley was very like nothing makes wesley happier than knowing that there's a good ryan johnson movie for everyone to be seeing because he loves ryan johnson Professor Dolt said the child should be named uh, equal sign greater than division symbol. <laughs> wow. I don't know what any I, of these I are called. I don't even know what that would mean. Uh, it's probably Susie. That's or the something. superhuman child of Alyssa Milano and mm. Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Miss Elonissa. Elonissa. Love it. We're workshopping it we're, still. We'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Bad App said, Florida residents is cheaper and go to people watch. It's like going to the zoo. If you live in Florida, you have annual passes everywhere. Do I didn't you, know that. Do you, uh, um, have you ever seen the, like, I love the random videos of alligator, like when they're like, uh, or is it crocodiles? Is it alligators or crocodiles in Florida? Bad App, let me know. Uh, like, and there's just like a guy like, like dancing with an alligator in a swamp behind his house. It's incredible. Are crocodiles the ones with the long like faces uh i forget which one is which sometimes i thought they both had long no one of them has like a longer (laughs) face (laughs) we're so dumb (laughs) i'm not as dumb as Alyssa milano though so that's okay not as dumb as the people at disney johnny derp said death ride ride to ruin and the world's ending ending from lord of the rings Eraftas of Stet said King Theoden was awesome in the second and third Lord of the Rings films and it makes me so happy that he dislikes the Rings of Power. I also say to like temper like your expectations about what celebrities like like just don't care. Like it's better to just not care whether they like something or not because they will eventually let you down. It's best that we don't <laughs> tie any of our identity to like what famous people say. It's just not uh, it's not worth it and I find that most of them. You are better off with the older celebrities. This is kind of why I pointed out that one time i'm like i get sad every time one of these older celebrities dies because it feels like a voice of reason goes with it like a lot of the more Mm -hmm. reasonable people are going to die off and we're going to be left with nothing but the Alyssa milanos (laughs) and the Whoopi goldbergs that's not true it's just that the the hollywood ones are reprehensible and people on the internet still for the most part have souls you know they're Uh, just opening up a gap in the market also that like uh, he wouldn't have said that on Twitter. He said it during an interview, right? Because 71, you're probably not heavily involved on Twitter. Right, exactly. Like, you wouldn't and, have seen that from his social media. And that's also it. Like like the wor- like Twitter encourages the worst kind of human connection and interaction, right? So no. you can't yet. Yeah, no, I, I disagree. Because you're not you're not trusting in the power of memes. Uh I I don't have faith. It's just memes it's real human society. being shit. I, I okay yeah for getting your point across but not communicating with another person maybe mass communication making your view pr- uh, heard to a mass amount of people all at once but as far as one-on-one communication it is the opposite well if, if anyone used Twitter for what it's actually good for which is exchanging jokes 
yeah, and yeah. just like goofing around, then I think we would all be happier. But some people actually use this as a method of communication, and that's stupid. Uh, well, okay, then then the. <laughs> I always wonder this then. So like, do you go on like you, I know you don't go on to Twitter and expect to have meaningful conversations with people, but I imagine that most people going on there, like, it seems like what happens is like two people go on there. They're both defensive, but realistically they might both actually want to get to some type of better understanding with another person. But the nature of internet communication doesn't allow that because we are hardwired now to assume that everyone's being sarcastic when they make a point contrary to ours. Even when you agree with someone half the time, people think it's sarcastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point of worrying about it if you know you're not going to get the tone they intended anyway? What's the point of doing it in the first place? It's like then that's, that's what I'm that, saying. That's is where don't, memes don't initiate. Yeah, that's where memes come in handy. Like, Let's go and lurk. Yeah, well, that's yeah. That's and I, tell me how handsome I am. Just an image says more than your authentic opinions, anyway. Right. On Twitter, at least. BMF Nate Dog said, "Best part of Lord of the Rings three when Wraith says no man can kill me and the chick takes the helmet off and says I'm no man, like oh no my only weakness a loophole." Maybe what we need right now is more uh, like uh, girl boss movies. I think that's yeah. What the, I think what we could do to solve all these problems is if, if what we did is we just made a bunch of rom coms. But it's just uh, dudes giving birth Got and it. then a bunch of uh, movies about spies in the military and it's just women. I think that would set society back right on the right path. I think we'd be doing great things if we just ignored, at, you know, ignored objective reality like that. That seems to be working. And so, Ben Affleck as Batman. And more bit. No, yeah. no, no. We I can't, agree. Yeah. This is the direction. Guys, Brett solved everything. I, I've been known just to do now. That. I've been known to do that. Bad App said, you're just jelly. Your West Virginian theme park is a McDonald's playground with used needles in the ball pit. Do people still, I thought ball pits, were, I thought ball pits were outlawed from like. I mean, after what? COVID, all of that stuff is getting taken down because for sure. Because they're unsanitary. So what? Like, just like. Imagine <laughs> the kids the, need the germs. Imagine, Seriously. The, imagine the, like somebody gets hired. They're like, it's your job to go and clean the balls in the ball pits. God, we guys, we got to get white women things to do. Like, what the hell? They're taking ball pits away now. Like, just is, is wine and all, not enough? Are cats not enough? Jeez. They're not enough. Wayward Soul said, uh, S. King? I don't know what that is. King? S. King is cringe AF, but The Outsider on HBO is good. I, I have not watched H- anything on HBO recently other than... Um, no, that was on that was on Hulu. I've been watching way more Hulu lately. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on Hulu. Like, like I yeah. said... Uh, Shark Tank. Shar- oh, well. Like um, Shark Tank? Uh, I do not watch any reality TV at all. You guys is are reality, reality TV people uh, to me. We're Love is Blind people uh, and Love Island people. Uh, I haven't seen Love Island. You need to. Is that what with the hot people? I mean, they're hot by maybe British standards. Got it. <laughs> I have heard I have heard good things from people who I gen uh, like generally trust about TV about the show Manifest, which was originally like an NBC show, uh, and then it was brought on to Netflix. And I've heard that that is it's got Scott Foley in it. It's supposed to be really really good. I have not. I, I'm so weary of anything newer than 2018 because of just how awful. TV is that I'm I'm very very hesitant to do so, but I heard it's like the uh, like the 4400, but I don't know, dude. I gotta tell you, it's getting hard well, to hey, watch Survivor you. right now. Now there's like uh, definitely way less hot people. Oh yeah, the, it, like it's Hollywood so hard to stay incentivizes being ugly now. Like you're a lot like Hollywood's like 
like, imagine like like growing up watching all these movies. Like, look how hot that person is, and then like you like grow up. You're like, I'm young, I'm attractive. I went to acting school, and then you go to Hollywood. They're like, nope. Well, also the standard of hotness has changed so much since the 2000s. Yeah. Like it's lower, dude. The definitively lower. The the new format of Survivor now is that so something happens in the show and then it's just like a zoom of their face. I came out when I was sixteen, and it's like, what the hell does they start crying like it's American Idol (laughs) or something? Basically, is yeah. Let's uh, let's hold off. Let's keep going, and then we will come back to the rest of the super chats, guys. We've got a doozy for you. So, uh, not not an an uncommon thing to hear on the show is us kind of ragging on Disney and people that are obsessed with Disney. That is a a very common thing here. I tend to be very critical of anyone that ties too much of their identity to any corporation. Like you shouldn't do that with like. It's funny too because I I think of this as like a Gen Z thing, or I'm sorry, not a Gen Z thing, like a millennial Millennial, thing. But 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 millennials are also the ones who used to kind of rag on their on the boomers for being too tied up with their work and their identity being part of their job right because millennials are more likely to just bounce between jobs now and gen z as well so this is a, a new uh, study that was done that says 18 percent of disney goers have racked up debt just to go visit disney parks and the other thing is most of them don't have any regrets in doing this at all let's just <laughs> let's just read out the stats for you guys so we're clear yes uh it's 18% of people taking this survey total went into debt Just for their to- Disney trip. And 71% of that group that went into debt said they don't regret going into debt for their trip at all. So are they doing this? Is, is what they're saying that 18% of people are willing to literally go into like into actual debt this to feel loan like loan sharking to feel like kids again like is that is this really is like are have we like monopolized and turned uh nostalgia and our like we've ruined adulthood so much that we've turned childhood into a product we can sell to old people well Guys, addressing I, that uh, like protracted adolescence theme uh, it said 28 percent took Adults only Disney trips. Dude, I know these people. 37% of those people who took adults only Disney trips have never been married. Also, they're replacing having genuine connection and relationships <laughs> and meaningful identity from those relationships and community and like having a foundation with finding an identity in your consumer habits. Guys, I know these people and I've been, I've been holding this topic uh, this afternoon not telling you guys just so i can share on the show so this is a huge thing in puerto rico because florida is like a pretty cheap ticket from puerto rico and so many people like their only vacation destination as a puerto rican is new york and Disney. Wasn't Literally the, nothing else. Wasn't this a big thing that like, didn't they, okay, I might be completely imagining this, but wasn't the guy, well, somebody won the World Series or somebody won some event and they said, what are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World and like Disney paid him to say that or something like that. I could be completely wow. like mis. I feel like that, I remember that somewhere in the back of my head too, but that was I'm a World sure. Series. Like somebody won uh, like an event in the then, Twins and then does anybody, who? I think the Minnesota Twins won the World Series, and and they asked like the pitcher is like I'm going to Disney World. I, I somebody in the chat might know this better than me, but uh, I uh, it just seems to me like is this just like we just are like out of creative ideas on what to do with your family on vacation? Like, what was the percentage again of people of them were unmarried or had never been married? 
It was 37% of the people who take adult trips to Disney <laughs> have never been married. So th- that means like, does that mean they don't have kids though? They could still have kids but not be married, I suppose. Dude, but, I suppose. But they go to Disney to get hammered. And no they go, I'm telling you, like three to four times a year. Uh, Porco Rosso Just to forever. get drunk there on $5,000 cocktails? Yeah, I'm talking like 30-year-old people like with their other friends being like, let's go to Disney. So this is the big... This yeah. Is, yeah. is big, this also a sign that like the content that resonated with people has like degraded so much to the point where only nostalgia exists for Disney? None of the new stuff is relevant to kids today. So there are more adults attached to that intellectual property than there are actual children now because they've stopped trying to make anything new. Because they're not marketing to the kids. They're marketing to the adults who just want to feel the nostalgia. Like where's the Encanto stuff at Disney? Well, oh yeah. Why don't, uh, it's why they don't keep, we keep railing against stop uh, race. uh, Well, I don't rail against it, but people rail against race swapping characters because they want to keep using the Little Mermaid. They don't want to create the next Moana because the next Moana won't be, won't resonate with an adult. It will resonate with a kid. They're not marketing to kids. They're marketing to 37 year old women who was like, oh my god disney i want to go there and drink wine and it's (laughs) like when you could just stay home and drink wine uh in the uh so the biggest reason that they don't go uh that people don't go to disney world is because it's too expensive also gen z is the least likely to have been to a park does that kind of shock you not exactly not me either no i i was expecting it to be majority millennial and when we talk about this we either Claim it's the group who of millennials who have like way too much disposable income from not having children. Yeah, no, the families can't afford that this. are yeah that are wasting yeah. it at the parks. Here are the average ticket prices in September. It's the lowest at like one hundred and thirty nine per ticket yeah. for a day there. Just the ticket. And then in December, it's the highest at like one hundred and fifty per person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane price gouging has happened, and that makes it only accessible to single people with high-paying jobs and no children. This is infantilization to the max. It's really debasing to go to a theme park made for children as an adult with only other adults. But is it I mean made, that's where the culture's at. Is it just made for children now? Though? It's just I, like I'm an adult baby, give me my mush. Literally. Like, like oh, it is the Harry Goo Potter. Goo Gaga. The Harry Potter place. Do we have a, a right to complain about a society where, look, everyone's like the climate change and everyone is so broke and nobody can afford a house and nobody can do this, but we're literally like sending adults to expensive adult daycare. Well, what we learn from the stats on people going into debt for these Disney trips is that it doesn't matter whether you can afford it or not. In order to escape the hell that is modern adult yeah. life, yeah. you will do whatever it takes and also, like, the the firm that did this survey, LendingTree, they had a credit analyst comment on this trend. He said, a Disney trip can be an experience that you and your family remember for the rest of your lives. And so those are the types debt. of things that people are willing to go into debt for. You shouldn't take on a debilitating amount of debt, and you shouldn't do it very often. But if you need to take on a few months of debt to afford that once-in-a-lifetime Disney trip, it can be okay. Of course, a guy who works at a place called Lending Tree is going to tell you that it's okay (laughs) to take debt for a trip to Disney World. And here's the thing. 
my problem isn't necessarily even taking on like a little bit of debt. Like so many families live paycheck to paycheck anyways. Mine is the corporatization of it. When I was, when I was growing up, my family was lower middle class and we took a family vacation, like not just me, my dad, my mom and my brother, but like my aunt, my uncle and my cousins, we went to North Carolina and my family couldn't afford to fly everyone to North Carolina. Half the people flew there, half the people drove there and then the other half flew home, the other half drove home like you swapped right but it wasn't to some multi-gazillion dollar corporation we went to like nags head north carolina and stayed on the beach and did things locally as a family that had nothing to do with soulless mickey and soulless bob Iger and soulless bob chapek and all of the evil turds at disney that are off to sell you their their weird grooming products and all this stuff it's the tie it's tying it to a corporation that i find weird because it feels inherently anti-family. It feels like it's all about just being making kid like adults happy about something they were that they were into as kids. It feels fake to me. Yeah, and also I found this kind of sad. Six percent of the people who took on debt to go to Disney said that they don't know how long it will take them to pay it off. <sighs> That's yeah, like the level yeah. of hopelessness yeah. and confusion that we are at right now that escapism is yeah. like the only avenue people see late, left for late, them. Late stage capitalism. Like I, I Is it not late stage <laughs> capitalism? By the way, I had like I'm one a, of the most low IQ takes in my head while I was driving this morning. Do it. I was like you know, uh, capitalism is actually just communism because why would a bunch of people share stakes in a company? It's like everyone gets to own it. Like the community owns oh, it. God. <laughs> Look, I, and I am also... I'm, I'm like, that level of financially Ill illiterate. I am the most pro-capitalist. Like there's nobody I hate more than like devout, like preachy communists. I hate that. And I want these corporations to... Like the thing is though, I, there's a difference between like a, a mega corporation and telling some person that they can't start their own company and make money by selling a worthwhile product to people that want to buy it. That's not the same thing. Here. I would argue that the the free market is the solution to literally everything. Stands are also on that level. But this, but the thing is, this isn't the free market. Disney has all the all the leverage through. Uh, you know, th they work with government. Think think about think about Pfizer and Marvel working together to make a comic about uh, a vaccine. Okay, Th that not, that's ingrained in my mind. This is not the, the free market. This is it's somehow weird cronyism, mm -hmm. somehow built into your businesses, and it sucks. I I don't know if this is true, but people say that gate prices have for Disney have inflated yeah. by uh, just like a gross percentage. Um, I think someone claimed like three thousand percent. What? Uh, I don't know if that's actually but true, also, but they also tagged Bob Iger saying like, "Where are the wage increases for people who work these parks?" Yeah, compared to the the money you're gorging yourself on exploiting families who have no other option. And in all of the, from what I understand, like I watch a lot of clownfish TV videos. They talk a lot about Disney parks and like the quality has gone down. Everything's gone down. And the funny thing is Chapek was the dude who ran the parks before he took over before. That's what he did before mm -hmm. he took over as CEO. And all I can think of when I think of this stuff is like, how distracted must we be from our miserable lives? Like you said earlier. But then I think about what we were saying, like one of those times was like, like you can finance a pizza now. That's where our society has fallen to. Like you can, you can buy something on Amazon prime and finance 
finance it for six months. And I'm just like, what a world that we're living in. But who am I to judge? Who am I to judge these people if this is what they want to do with bad their bad take? Bad I, take. I can. Judge, we are here to judge them. <laughs> I can judge how society got us here, but who am I to judge okay. these people and their coping mechanisms? I'm not going to judge when families want to plan no, no. a vacation to escape like the hell of their daily lives. That's another thing. But when it's a bunch of millennial single Disney adults going to this theme park for children to get hammered, as Dane said, and it's because the, the wealth gap is increasing and they all have fake laptop jobs where they probably are <laughs> like blue checks on Twitter that get to talk down to the rest of us. Not even. Of course, I'm I'm judging them. They're not even human beings like this is not real human being behavior. It's, uh, you could all... so easily like take a trip that costs even less internationally if yeah. you wanted to, but they choose to go to Disney because consumer identity is the only thing that means yeah. something to them. And it's the most salient thing about their identity. Like we t we look at this with Marvel stands and people yeah. who like who have Marvel logos as their profile pictures. And, and now stuff that's like been this. subsumed um, into the Borg that is Disney. And a lot of that is also it's kind of the death of creativity. Like it's like, well, I could go on this fantastic vacation here, but then I'd have to think about it and actually. And then plan I'd have something. to like not wait in line like a brainless yeah. moron. Like I, <sighs> I wonder, would we be as negative about it if they were if they were busier, uh, bigger about advertising their newer stuff? Listen, right? my thing is that I agree with you. Like, I really don't like faulting people on yeah. having simple they desires. Have, yeah. yeah. But this is not a simple desire when you are going into debt for it. Yeah. Like before the Dave Ramsey stands hop in the chat and say like no one's forcing you to go to Disney it's all, it's your fault if you're going to debt. I mean it is. Like it's not their fault that the prices have been gouged to exclude f normal middle class families from attending. And also people looking for small things to enjoy. Yeah. A vacation being one of them, like that is not a luxury, that is something that normal middle class people should be able to enjoy. Yeah. That's not their fault. No. And, and it's the same thing that millennials are accused of, that they buy the, the avocado toast and, and they live the latte life. Don't get your Starbucks. Those small expenses are not the reason that uh, we're in a recession right yeah, now. Yeah, people have bought coffee through generations. Nor like, is it the reason that, that houses are being resold at like three times their yeah. value. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, why your family not will related. never, like, why you can't go to college and pay off your college on a part-time job well, like your parents could. The real I'm aspect to scrutinize here is that people have become so deracinated and alienated that they find their identity in products they buy and in entertainment that they they watch yeah. it's all about just like being a funnel like you your mouth is open you put the funnel in and then disney gives you your mush what's interesting it's like okay uh i grew up i've been skating for 25 years now and that's a huge part of who I am. Like, obviously, that doesn't come up here a lot because this is like the one of the few times in my life where who I am as a person is has become fairly splintered. Like, skating is still a huge part of my life. I do it five days a week, 
but it's not my job, right? But when I did do it, even when I skated for companies, my identity wasn't tied to the companies that I rode for. The mm-hmm. skating and the, the community around the industry was where my uh, where a lot of who I became was designed around or uh, was built around. So you have in-jokes that come from that community. You build friendships far and wide, you know, through multiple countries, multiple continents based on an activity that you share a passion for. These people are sharing a passion for something. It's just very tied to one corporation. And that's the weird part. And man, to, to add to your point is that that should be the purpose of life almost in a way like when, when you're so one dimensional yeah when when something happens in that dimension what becomes of you you know what i mean like you should i often say you know i, I talk about video games a lot but like even within video games there's multiple games that i like and of different genres and of the different like complexities and, and everything different companies they're not, yeah. not you don't just love one company's games but this is this is the apple versus samsung thing weirdos who care whether you have an iphone or an android that's weird team sport mentality that has been built into our culture the yeah. way that i feel about it is just that consumers deserve better and especially the children who are being subjected to such degraded entertainment deserve better. We talk about the Little Mermaid getting race swapped and how that's really meant to cater to the Disney adults who have children and they're going to bring them to the movie. And they kind of superimpose this feeling that the kids don't have, they haven't voiced, yeah. that they feel underrepresented. So I saw this story about think- the voice actress for yeah. Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Her name is Anika Rose or Annika Rose. She was let uh, led into this question about what being Disney's first black princess meant to her. And here's what she said. Uh, she said, long after she's gone, Princess Tiana will be a part of Americana in a space that I don't think any of us thought we would be able to take up. It says a lot to children. It says a lot to little brown children, definitely. Which sounds that really degrading. Be, yeah, I'm that sorry. they can be princesses, that they have no doubt about it anymore. It says to their friends that don't look like them that they can be princesses, and there's no question about that. There's no more pulling out your yellow towel and wrapping it around your hair so you can feel like a princess. It's a different time. And this feels creepy to me that they are imposing this desire for representation on literal children who have voiced no such complaint. Yeah. Like, yes, it's fine and dandy that you get to see someone who looks like you on screen, but the narcissist desire that adults have about it is not something that is shared by children. Are you sure sure that's not true? Are, Are we in a generation now where the narcissistic desire of adults are now portraying that are like putting that on their kids yeah I've and they those, are hijacking yeah. children's yeah. entertainment to suit their desires and their tastes and so, then claiming that it's so empowering for little girls everywhere like that's not the case so i'm off um i think you're right but i also think that i'm off the thought that representation does matter but again i, I use this word a lot here simulacra they're they're getting representation simulacra like they're getting the the race swap version of the little mermaid it's never you know it's never a character tailored towards them it's always just like the leftovers and that's what i find so pernicious about it, it it's like 
Elena of Avalor. That was the one I was thinking of. She, I remember that was an animated Disney that they, this was one of the first examples mm-hmm. I saw of them talking about. This was a original character that they, that she got to Amy Carrero, I think is her name. Yes. Uh, she got to be Disney's first, um, not white princess. Really? Uh, I, I, if not first. I, I think that's actually just for the 3D animation because okay. there was Mulan. It says first. Oh, sorry, sorry, there was first, Aladdin. First, first Latina princess. Okay, uh, I see. Um, and yeah, I, but that and there's was the another time, one in the works right now. That was the first time I remembered that type of discussion happening. But I do wonder if this is kind of the fault of the narcissistic parents. And we're getting a little bit off topic from Disney theme parks here today. But like uh, I saw a lot of videos when the, when the uh, Little Mermaid trailer came out there was tons of uh videos of young children watching it and being like look there's someone that looks like me as a princess at ages where i didn't know if they were even old enough to really comprehend what that meant but i don't know and it feels like propaganda to me i don't know though i can't know for sure if it is but the way it's promoted feels like propaganda and that's what i'm saying i feel like the reason why it feels like propaganda it's because it's not tailored for them it's not you know it's not it's what it's what also mary's saying as well it's that it's to appease someone it's not to make a thing yeah it's to like okay well we gave you what you want and you didn't you you gave you gave people like the headline version of what they want but not the Mm -hmm. sole version of what they want and it's like a photocopy of the mona lisa is not the mona lisa the mona lisa is that little thing in the museum that's tiny and that's it's behind like a wall and you have to like stand behind people to see it like that's the whole experience the the google image of it it's not it it's Mm -hmm. like it's the simulacra of it right and that is what's happening right now with all this like race swapping it's like yeah i think it just shows that the same way disney adults have hijacked the theme park experience from children they have hijacked every other aspect of this this yeah. company and their output it's for them it's not for children anymore and that just shows that we're really in an, in a time that is anti-family yeah and anti, and kind of in, in a way like the kids lose out the most on all of this they don't get to have their yeah. own childhood. They, they have to have a childhood that's been designed around the whims of their parents rather than the whims of what they might actually want. Their parents and also like all of the uh, media horsepower that yep. is dedicated to indoctrinating them. Yep. All right. Let's go to Super, Super Chats, Chats though. Potatoes for Seamus <laughs> said, 10 potatoes for Brett, 100 for Dane, and 1 million for Mary. Wow. Thank you. A I million. don't know if I can eat that many. That's a lot of potatoes. Areftas of Stet said, don't get me wrong, I could care less about Bernard's opinions. It's more like finding out a stranger agrees with you or at least isn't hostile. One of the things that I've had to like check myself on is like when, when I, um, not just when I came to work here, but a little bit before that, I had to make sure that I didn't put too much like thought into like whether someone agreed with me or not, whether that made me think differently of them. So like when you start sharing your opinions and you start getting a lot of pushback on things you believe by people that you like, that you know, that you've known for a long time, like, and then somebody who you don't really know or don't really have any connection to. And they like, Oh, I agree with you. 
I don't want to feel like I developed a deeper connection with this person just because they agree with me on some surface level opinion of mine that happens to be unpopular. I want to know that I connect with someone on a deeper level for actual reasons beyond just, I feel attacked by people that normally agree with me. So therefore I feel uh, more appreciative of this person because they agree with me on this one topic. That doesn't make them uh, like me or, or like, uh, like somebody that I would be friends with. It just means we happen to agree on this one thing and we tend to connect more on surface level traits now than we do on the things that actually used to connect us. Cause we used to actually connect with people in the real world, not just online where we share opinions. And you know what? Uh, we often say, oh, man, uh, that was a great point. Like we, we often say that, you know, the internet killed this, the internet killed that. I'd hearken to say that the smart that the regular cell phone did because everything we do nowadays it lacks depth. Texting lacks depth. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and, and I and I understand that sometimes like conversations like it's it's hard to hang up, it's hard to start, you know, <laughs> they're hard to pick up. I imagine Mary is like, do you just hang are you just like I gotta go by? Are you Um no. I don't really do that. Are, are, I'm saying but are you like you, like do you have the, the trouble like ending a conversation with somebody who talks too long? Mm. Like let him go too long and <laughs> There's just something different About know. getting a phone call On your birthday yeah. Versus happy birthday uh, Like balloon emoji Balloon emoji Balloon emoji Like yeah. it's not Like the, the Going the extra effort the, the Talking with you Hearing your tone Asking how you are Keeping it short Keeping it long You know Like improvising in a moment Like it's an issue For everything Like I feel Friendships Lately, are are lacking depth. Like, but I feel like more people talk through Face. Oh, not, is it Face? Do they still use FaceTime? Like, what do, do people actually do? I feel like people video chat more than they would have. Uh, like, the, people video chat a lot now. Like, I have a lot of friends who like video call you rather than just call you on the mm-hmm. phone. Like, that's somehow easier than just a phone call to them. Pro, I mean, props to them. Yeah. But, I don't really like that. Yeah, like phone call better. Yeah. Um, so you think? What would you think? What would be the way to fix that? Just more phone? Like actually try to do do your best to have as close uh, of an as close to an actual conversation with them as possible. No, I, I, that, that was just an example of where I started to see the lack of depth, yeah. and I feel that that's extended all the way to art, because now, by the way, because remember, I came from corporate America, because now even meetings lack depth. In in the corporate like Zoom, settings, like Zoom meetings? yeah, they're like yeah. Slack things, you know. They're they it's like one per, uh, it's the the pandemic was a huge thing because about this because like one person's talking, the other person has you like muted and like they're listening to music or whatever. Like there's something about unadulterated eye contact. We're here yeah. physically in the moment sharing this together. Oh, if I'm if I'm at the office here i don't send a slack message if i can go down yeah to another uh place in the building and actually talk to someone i will do that i'm the same way sending messages unless i absolutely have to Mm -hmm. like me and like we have we have to send messages back and forth like when we're sending uh possible articles to talk about you know should we do this should we do that but it's always better to do that face to face if you can but that's what i'm saying like we're a real enigma of a company but Mm -hmm. so like it's it's impossible to compare this to like a suit job yeah like yeah. that definitely has none yeah. of like the effervescence and beautiful energy that we have over effervescence. here. Effervescence. Had to drop it. <laughs> Luis Aguilar said, I've expanded my physical media collection so much. I don't know when I'll find time to watch them all, but I do plan on it all from thrift 
thrift stores. Yeah, I, I've been watching a couple of like, un, like not unboxing channels, but a lot of these guys, what they do is they go to the dollar bins to look for movies at like various companies and like thrift stores are the way to go. Like uh, as, uh, maybe not for Blu-rays, but definitely for DVDs. Uh, you can find a lot of good stuff there. When I used to collect VHSs, I would get a lot of great VHS stuff from thrift stores. Uh, I had to go through a, a couple of them because I wanted to get the original version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that had the uh, Pizza Hut commercial with the song at the very beginning uh, where the kid catches the fly ball in the outfield. So uh, it's uh, it's good to collect physical media. It's one of the things I'm learning that it's, if you have a movie and you want to watch it, go watch it rather than having to check whether it is it on Peacock. Is it on HBO Max? Is it on this streaming mm-hmm. service? It's better to just own it aside from the fact that you don't know if they're going to censor it anyways. Dude, you know what? And I'm learning that too now because so there's two types of PlayStation 5s. There's ones there's the digital and there's the physical copy one where you can download the game digitally yeah. or have the physical game. And just downloading the game on release date doesn't hit. Yeah. It doesn't hit. No box. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hit like going to the store, standing behind a smelly guy in the <laughs> long line. Be like, oh, God. I'll- Finally getting the game, having the guy harass you to reserve another game. Be like, no, leave me alone. Driving back home. Be like, oh, my God. Like the buildup. Yeah. The foreplay before the game it, versus like this is like, oh, it's pre-downloaded. Also, I would pay extra money to streaming services. Listen to me. If you guys are watching at the streaming services, I would pay extra money to be able to get like the uh, director's commentaries uh, or or, like artist commentaries on various movies and TV shows. Having that would be a a huge boon if I didn't have to go get the actual DVD to do that from my collection. All my stuff's in Minnesota. Like I don't have any of my DVDs or any of that here. So Mm. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. said, y'all ever see they them? Who was they? Did anyone actually see They Them, the horror movie? No. Is that a horror movie? Yeah, the Kevin Bacon horror movie that came out this year that's apparently like, uh, it's uh, the gay Oh, it's, it's about the, the conversion, conversion camp. camp yeah. Slash, okay. I don't know if anybody actually saw I did not see it. that. Uh, I, I think I'd rather not. No. Uh, Toro1155 said the new Mario movie looks like a girl boss movie. What did you guys think of uh, his of Chris Pratt's voice? in the the, Let's a go. Let's a go. Very half-heartedly Italian. Well, he probably felt like, he's like, I can't do it too much. Then they'll think I'm, I'm it, being June, rude. Do one or the other. Yeah, you can't be way. in the middle. Uh, as for it being a girl boss movie, maybe Anya Taylor-Joy wasn't the right choice because she has kind of a low raspy tone and it, <laughs> that doesn't seem to fit Princess Peach. And she's also bossing people around a little bit in, yep. in the trailer. But they had to go with that name recognition. Luis Aguilar said, Dane, you've talked about your cooking hobby. I'm practicing my cooking skills, too. Do you watch any cooking reality TV shows? Next Level Chef was good. Uh, So not really reality television, but uh, Netflix is really good for these shows. And there's one that's absolutely spectacular. That's called Chef's Table. Um, I don't don't really want to explain the premise of it because we're on the show, but it's super good and it's like, Super top tier, high quality chefs going at it. Wait, why don't you want to explain what it? Oh, uh, for time constraints, I, okay. I can if you want. Uh, Waffle Sensei said, "Brett, clean the balls, clean Dane. that, guys. We gotta give white women more things to do." Guess we figured yeah, it out. Yeah, I, I caught that as well, but I was just like, "So oh, what you're saying is we can go. combine these two. Huh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Johnny Derp said. Made a bet you wouldn't get the Theoden quote, ride to ruin and the world's ending. Brett got it. Take my money. Fell deeds awake. Fire and slaughter. Spear shall be shaken. Shields be splintered. A sword day. A red day. 
uh, I don't, I can't read the rest of that. Look, I got it because it was, uh, it was uh, the way it was phrased, and then it was in the in the middle of that topic. I, got, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's if if but if without we context, waited, yeah, you if, if we'd waited, yeah, yeah. So don't. Uh, there I'm, are all these bets being placed, yeah. and it's only known to you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, also, I was gonna say, did, is there anything that you want to review? Are we still gonna go see Silent Night? Oh yeah, totally. Did, did we get tickets? We should. Well, the thing is, like. There are tickets for 3 p.m. <laughs> oh, well, we so we're gonna we're gonna find them. Well, yeah. Should we review that on the show, or do we do that as a as a bonus thing? Is that the one Let where Santa's kicking everyone's ass? Yeah, dude, that movie looks. awesome. Let us know if you want us to review it. He's by the way that, that that actor is another example of of a guy who's annoying as hell on Twitter, but I like as an actor is David Arbor. David Arbor is as annoying as Mark Ruffalo, but great actor. Uh, all outside of his voice uh, in. Black Widow when he had to try and do a Russian accent and failed miserably. How do you know if all these people are annoying on Twitter where you're not on Twitter? Because I, you see it. Like, either other people have covered in it articles. Or, we've, or we've covered it. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot your job. Yeah. Well, I, and I, and, you know, I just, I paid attention to the same medium before we did the show. That's what I used to, that was what I like to consume. I loved the hate bait content of people talking about, look at this dick on Twitter. What an asshole. Look at us now. Uh, that, hey, they would say that, not me. Uh, I apologize for the swearing, guys. I apologize. Caper2x said, can we crowdfund sending Mary and Brett to Disney? I want to see them wearing <laughs> mouse ears. Dane can tag along. I will cool. put on n- no mouse ears. I may go to Burger King and get a crown, though. I will go and pretend to hate every minute of it. <laughs> um, the, have you ever seen the video now? Like the video where like a, like somebody hits a fastball and the ball gets fouled off and it comes right at the camera and it's supposed to scare you. And there's this one now where it does and a guy catches it and he goes, you don't worry, that? man. I won't let anything happen to you. By the way, you dropped this and he hands you a crown. <laughs> it's inc- See the internet, man. This That's what the internet's for. Amazing, uplifting content like that. That's what we need. You're I, felt, I felt seen Brad. and loved. With that meme. <laughs> Seen, heard, loved. Wyatt Caldenberg said, the internet is cyber vigilantism. In the 1800s, uh, pukes. Wait, what does that mean? Pukes hid behind masks and attacked people in person. But you could defend yourself. Today, they hide behind sock puppets and you can't defend yourself. Yeah, maybe means I don't know punks. What, oh, maybe punks? Pu- maybe, I don't know. Unless pukes' label is a specific thing that I don't know about. I don't know either. Not Ellen Rogers said, Brett, are you guys not allowed to say comics gate? We are allowed to say comics Why would gates. we not be allowed uh, to say that? I would I would guys. Love, I would love to have uh, Ethan Ben Skyver on here. He is a, a particularly hilarious individual. He's one of those people where he was always it always shocked me that he worked for DC and Marvel, I mean mostly DC for like twenty six years, because he always had the personality to like go into business for himself he can do those like four hour i mean i can't watch four hour live streams but that dude does nor like four six hour live streams and he is uh he is a character but uh i would love to i would love to have him on on the show one day so let's end the show uh, with a bit of a sad story no no I, that... uh, before we do before we do that i want to mention the top gun thing i just i, I, oh, do, oh, I do want to mention yeah. this uh really quickly guys you were so, hesitant yeah. to do so at first so i, I wasn't sure i don't want to do the i don't want to i don't really care about the lawsuit part as much but oh, okay. so the lawsuit part here is basically if you guys remember a while back we talked about top gun maverick is getting sued because the relatives the wife and the son 
of the man who wrote the original article called Top Guns. Uh, he passed away several years back, and that was the article for which the movie Top Gun was based on. And the rights reverted back to the family very recently. And the lawsuit going forward were basically they're suing Paramount over the fact that Top Gun Maverick made a, a billion dollars. And they're like, we deserve a piece of that. I always struggle talking about stuff like this. We're not lawyers. It is interesting. But what yeah. is also interesting, we'll see the, the fact that it didn't get kicked right away and that it is going forward will be interesting to say. But we're not lawyers, but we'll keep an eye on it. But another thing is that they're putting... <laughs> Uh, they're putting Maverick back in theaters for uh, two weeks coming up. And to rival Avatar sequel. Before Avatar. But the, uh, the thing people are wondering about here is, will this dethrone Wakanda forever in those weeks that it's in the theater when before Avatar comes out? So that will be interesting. Will we be able to are see... Are you saying it's going to be out of theaters by like before oh, Avatar I don't think is it... out? Because I think it's going to stay in theaters during the Avatar sequel. Yeah, but I don't think that will matter. I think I think by then Avatar will make... will make It's, it's, right. it's projected at like $180 million, but... Uh, Wakanda Forever made like $67 million this weekend. Like it will be very interesting because they're doing this to celebrate the re-release or the release of this on home video and on streaming. So they're very yeah. smart about this. It will be very interesting to see. Plus Avatar is known for its multiple re-releases to really get its number up there and up there and up there. Will it be able to dethrone Wakanda Forever as the number one movie in the world? We'll see. But uh, are they going to do the whole like 3D glasses thing again? No, no. I, I mean, this wasn't. Oh, for Avatar. Yeah. I don't know. Are, is it is it going to be in 3D? Nobody Maybe. cares about 3D anymore. Yeah, it kind of fell off. I, don't, I I mean, I I can imagine they would want to. It was a fad in the like, first place. I don't really care about 3D. And I don't like 3D always but made me stick to my stomach. They made the fad. Like yeah. the fact, yeah, they came, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, if anyone know. would do it. So and then and then to to finish things off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that uplifting story, we have one that's a bit more sad. It seems like Kanye has now manifested his real life through his song, Gold Digger. This is BS. He is now Free ordered Kanye. to pay Kim Kardashian $200,000 per month in child support after the finalization of their divorce. She's a billionaire. Why is he paying child support? She now it probably has a larger net worth than her ex-husband. She, she does. He's so, only worth like $400 million now. I, I don't know how this happened. And... From the guy who said, we want prenup? Yeah. <laughs> like, here, I just want to read. Where's Jamie Foxx? I, I want to read from his song, just so you know that he really manifested this in his life. He said, 18 years, 18 years, she got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. <laughs> Some, I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car and crib is bigger than his. You'll see him on TV any given Sunday, win the Super Bowl, and drive off in a Hyundai. He he gave up. Remember, if you guys remember, he bought the house across from her. He gave her that house. Uh, she went to the doctor, got lipo with your money. Uh, well, I mean, technically, could she it hit closer to home couldn't than hit closer that? Closer to home. Uh, so this like, is some kind of karmic retribution, and I've seen some people theorize, including the Red Scare girls, that this is some kind of Armenian voodoo witchcraft curse that they have casted on Kanye, and uh, he's now paying the the toll for being associated with this family. I wonder if Annika lifted the Armenian curse. 
Maybe. Maybe. So it says, as for their property, property, the division of assets in accordance with their prenup, and according to the prenup, both Kim and Kanye waived spousal support. So he's paying for the kids. He's not paying for her. Because how do you pay spousal support for somebody worth a billion dollars? Spousal support being like alimony, yeah. right? Yeah, he's not paying alimony. Oh, yeah, paying, yeah, that makes paying. sense. Uh, well, maybe if they're, if it's ordered that the money he pays out has to be like put into... Yeah very closely specified savings accounts or just their school tuition maybe that would make sense yep so uh, but still it's it's pretty ridiculous and if there's any other reason you needed to to realize that kim is just like an evil cyborg (laughs) like firstly she says i'm reevaluating my relationship with balenciaga because of course ending that business partnership would just take too much of a hit to her bank account she couldn't afford it she couldn't survive and now she's collecting child support even though she is a billionaire i do think that there was a kind of a there was some miscommunication like poorly worded tweets where somebody's like Kim divorced Kanye over a over a MAGA hat, but won't cut ties what? with Balenciaga with Seriously. child. I'm like, he. There was a. That's a, fine if you point out the hypocrisy from Balenciaga, but it not was a Kim. myriad of issues why they got divorced. Not and just Kim because, defended him. Yes, she so. was like saying that he was getting painted in a in an unfair mm. light just because of his political views. So for a while I thought that they were going to be solid, but apparently not. It's uh we need them to get back together. That is when the no, world we don't, is Yes, dude. we do. He's I saved. I still want it to happen she for some the, reason. I want them to get back together mainly because children are nope. involved. She is the cyborg that keeps him going in a in a straight path, I think. She's, she was a good muse for him yes, artistically. So. And I think we can all agree that Kanye's better in the recording booth or on the stage or on a runway than he is on a presidential debate yeah. stage. That is true. Okay, I thought you were going to say he's better at m- with music with Kim. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. But, no, no. Uh, uh, I do want to say that, just remember, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, and Jennifer Lopez didn't get married till years, 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 years after they separated the first time. So mm-hmm. there is hope. And she, she claims that separation was the biggest heartbreak she ever experienced. I love so. It. I can't imagine Kim Kardashian being heartbroken because I doubt that she has a heart. She would have to have one for that to, that would have. Why do well, you underneath all that back? silicone, it's somewhere. What do you want to go back with the, a heartless person? She, she was, she was his rock. She was. I, I don't know why. I just, I just feel like they were good together. When you watch Power them couple. interact, yep. it just all seemed right. right. All right, guys. Uh, Dane, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on on a Wednesday out of, out of order. You are a hero today. Thank you. Let everyone know <laughs> they can. Even though Dane was being mean to me earlier, he was talking down. So he really mean. was. <laughs> I really was. Uh, He's so, being so toxic today. Uh, Let everyone know where they can find you, my friend. You can find me at Dane Font on Twitter. D A N E F O N T. Also, is it is it Bill Gates? Uh, is a Bill Gates conspiracy a Bill Gates conspiracy a, a Gates Gate Gate? If a Bill Gates conspiracy happens at the gate of an airport, is it a Gates Gate Gate? I ask you. And also, what if the conspiracy investigating the cons- there's a conspiracy investigating the conspiracy? Would it then be Bill Gates Gate 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 Gate? It's a lot of gates. It's a lot of gates. I don't know. It's uh, too hard to keep up. Mary, let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, both at Mary Archived. I am not going to spell it out for you. I think you're capable of that. Surprisingly, they're not. What? 
Yes, they are. I mean, that's mean? why I spell out Dane font every day. Yeah, but archived in font, like there could have been an E at the end of font. Dane font is just so difficult to spell. I, I could barely manage it. And then uh, uh, any IRL appearances coming up? I have no idea. If you do see me on IRL anytime soon, Say then hello. you'll find out at the same time that I do. Say hello <laughs> to her there. Send a super chat. Yes, yes, please do. All right. All right, guys. Again, I want to say, please, uh, if you could like the videos, leave comments on the videos, subscribe to the channel. It really does help us a lot. Uh, it helps grow the channel. Uh, somebody pointed out recently like that we should be asking people because it, it helps the algorithm if there are more likes, you know, in line with the concurrent viewers and things like that. So anything you can do to help us grow, uh, it means the world to us if you want to follow me you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show we are here Monday through Friday 3pm Eastern Standard Time that is noon Pacific if you'd like to listen to us we are on Amazon Music Apple Podcasts Pandora and Spotify we are also on social media Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show remember I hate Twitter doesn't mean everybody else hates Twitter follow us on Twitter we're also on Instagram uh, and Facebook uh, no sorry uh, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Later. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.